Vibrant. 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 Music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for, for music, music teachers. This is the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and today we're talking about assessing and addressing transfer student gaps. You can find the accompanying article that goes along with this episode at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash 166 or colorfulkeys.ie slash 166 if you're not a member yet. Exciting times. You've got a new student joining your studio. It's always awesome to fill in those gaps in your schedule and get things started with a new kiddo or teen or adult. But here's the thing. This student had another teacher before you. And you don't really know what they know and what they don't know. Welcome back, beautiful teachers. That is what we're talking about today. How do we take on this new student and figure out where they are? Do they know how to read? Are they experienced with reading certain things more than others? Do they understand some of the theory concept that we would have taught them if they were at this stage of their studies? What are their strengths and weaknesses? How do they learn best? All of these things are now slightly baked into this student, or maybe just penciled in, because we definitely aren't stuck with the experience this student has so far. If they're finding things difficult, it could be for numerous reasons, and we're going to work with them to help them. But we need to know where they're starting from. And that can be a real challenge. It can be a real challenge not just because of the nebulous nature of the order that the other teacher teaches in and the rate at which the student took in all the various concepts that they were taught so far. It's also difficult because you're simultaneously trying to build a new relationship. So you need to find out where this student is, but you don't want it to be like they've arrived at a new school and their first step is a day-long test to place them in the correct class that they're going to be stuck in forever, right? You want it to be a friendly and welcoming intro, you want to get to know them, you want them to know that you're on their side, and yet you need to find out where they are, what they know, what they don't know. So we're going to go through seven different tools that I think can be really useful in this situation to assess the gaps in their knowledge without it feeling like a test. But before we even get there, let's talk for a minute about goals. If you jump into one of these gap assessment tools, even if it's a friendly one, it's still going to end up mm, not with the healthiest relationship or not being particularly useful to you if your goal alignment is not on the same page. So your first step with this new student really needs to be to have a chat with them about their goals and where they want to go and what they want to learn. Now, with an older student, say a teen or an adult, you're definitely going to want to have this conversation primarily with the student. With a younger student, it's going to be in a combination between what the parent wants and what the kiddo wants and what they're interested in. If you want to hear more about having these kinds of conversations at a first meeting, I suggest you go back and check out the previous episode where we talked about teaching old parents new tricks, as I called it. In that episode, I talk a lot about the new student meeting because that's a big part of onboarding the parents 
And that's important for the student too, so that you hear what they want to learn, where they want to go, what they're musically interested in and what they're interested in otherwise, and how this fits into their life. Because here's the thing, you can find out that the student doesn't understand intervals and resolve to fix their reading habits all day long. But if they don't want to read, if they don't think that that's part of what fits into their goals, you're not going to get anywhere. And you're this brand new teacher coming in and dictating from on high what they should learn and this pathway they should take. That's not going to go over well, no matter what age the student is. So make sure you understand where they want to go, and then you can move forward and find out where they have been. The first tool I want you to consider is the Student Sleuth. This is a special tool that we have inside Vibrant Music Teaching. It is basically a quiz. So you take this quiz and you answer the questions about a particular student and at the end it gives you a result of how this student is doing based on their age and how long they've been studying, how they're doing in key areas like rhythm or reading or several other things. If you want to see exactly how it works, I have put a video tour in the article that goes along with this episode. So again, that's at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash 166 or colorfulkeys.ie slash 166. So that tool is a great one to use. I'm putting it first because I think it's going to be the most powerful for you, but I don't want you to use it first. So these are not in sequential order. They're not in any particular order. They're according to my whims, but This first one, I wanted to highlight it first because it's going to be really useful for getting the big picture. But I want you to delay using it until, say, at least four weeks in. You need to use some of the other tools on this list first to start to gauge how this student is doing. And then you can use this, the student sleuth. By the way, it is not just for transfer students. I just think this is a very useful place to put it into. Now, tool number two is the method book dash. Now before you start this, I want you to make sure that you introduce it to your student in a fun and friendly and sort of game, silly way, okay? So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take out a method book of your choice. For this, I actually love Piano Pronto as a method book to use for this. And whatever you're using, it needs to be something that you have multiple levels of, preferably the whole series. So one of your core methods in your studio would be great that you have teacher copies of. Pick it out and jump maybe to the middle of the primer for most students and open up that piece and just ask them to play it. Ideally, ask them to play it with you. That is, if there's a teacher duet, play with them. And make sure, again, that they know that you're just jumping in. This is just a fun way to get to know each other musically. It's like having a little musical banter back and forth and you're not expecting them to get everything right. We're just playing a few pieces together to get to know each other, right? So you play that piece together, roughly middle of the primer book, or if they're a relatively new student, start at the beginning, that's fine. And then if it goes well, hopefully it does, if they've been learning a little while, Jump forward about 20 pages. Try another piece. Jump forward another 20 pages. Try another piece. You can slow down or make those jumps smaller as it starts to increase in difficulty. And then when you reach a piece that they really can't play through with any kind of conviction or confidence, 
on the first or second even try, then you know what level they're at with their reading. And that's what we wanted to discover here. But again, keep it fun, keep it light. I've never had a student balk at this activity, actually. And I think it's because of the way I approach it right from the beginning. It's just a way to get to know each other. I've never seen them play anything before. I just want to play some stuff together. I think the duet part is really good there. So for reference, for those who are also using Piano Pronto as well, I'm starting at Brother John. That's where I generally start with most transfer students who have been learning for a little while. That's the first hands together piece. And it gives you a good gauge. It sounds big enough. It's not, no one's going to show off with Brother John, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But it does sound full and rich and doesn't sound like you're putting them back at a baby piece, right? If they are further along. And I also like Piano Pronto for this because of the look of the books. If I were to do this with something that's got loads of kiddie graphics in it, I don't think it would go as well. Piano Pronto is black and white. It barely looks like a method. The prelude book is portrait, so it's not landscape. There's nothing in it to indicate that it's for kids, right? Okay, so if you do the method book dash, that'll give you a good sense of their reading abilities. Just a rough idea, of course. But you may find that you have students who have learned some pretty advanced pieces, like they've learned Chopin Prelude in E minor or one of the other favourites, right? But they actually can't read beyond movement two of Piano Pronto, right? So that's why this is really important to do and can be a fun way to get to know each other. The next gap discovery tool is chatting. So there are a few people that I think you should talk to when you're getting to know a new transfer student. Number one is the student. Hopefully you've already talked to them about their goals and what they want to do and some things like that. But you also need to chat to them about how they feel about piano so far. Have they been enjoying their lessons? Is there anything they find particularly challenging? Is there any part that's their favourite? Is there anything they want to learn that hasn't been included in their lessons thus far? As well as this, chat to them about other stuff in their life. Get to know what they love in school and what hobbies they have that they enjoy and other preferences in their life. That is going to feed into maybe some information about how they learn or their particular personality. Like if they they name 50 sports, you know that maybe this is a kiddo that needs to move to learn, right? Maybe not, but maybe gives you a little hint. But it's also just about getting to know them. You need to ask about people's lives to get to know them. And for kids, a big part of this is, yeah, what they like in school, what they don't like, and their hobbies, what they'd like to do for fun. Another person to talk to is, of course, the parent for a younger student. So hopefully you've done this at the first meeting, as I suggested, and talk to them about whether they thought their child engaged with piano lessons well so far. and what's been the biggest struggle in practice at home and what they work on and what they don't work on so much when they're practicing at home and what they they think their child should be learning or what their goals are as we talked about in the goal section and then the last person that you might be a little bit reticent to talk to but can be super helpful is their previous teacher now Okay, if you know that things ended on very bad terms or something like that, maybe you don't want to reach out to previous teacher. 
But say the family just moved into town, or the previous teacher decided to reduce their student load. Now that could be a code for, I don't like this student, but it might not, it might be genuine. So anything where you think, ah, it probably ended on okay terms, it's not like they broke up in some horrific fashion. If that's the case, reach out to the previous teacher. Think about it from the other side of this, right? If I had a student who moved away to Barcelona and the teacher, the new teacher from Barcelona called me up and said, oh, I just wanted to chat about little Stephen and how he's been going in piano lessons and any tips you can give me for continuing his music education. I mean, wouldn't you be delighted? I'd be delighted to talk to that teacher and help them out. Even if Stephen wasn't my favourite student. Luckily, I have no students called Stephen. Even if he wasn't, right? Even if things had ended on not the greatest terms, I'm still happy to help that child love music because that's what we all want for all of our students, no matter whether we're the right fit for them or not. So make sure to talk to their previous teacher, if at all possible. Now, number four is the middle of our list of seven, and I've put my favourite in this spot, which is games. Games are my number one tool for assessing transfer student gaps. If you get to play games with your student, you're going to get to know them really well, you're going to have fun together and develop that relationship, and you're going to find out what they know and what they don't know without it feeling like a test. That's it on this one. It's simple. Use games to check in on all the different things that you would have taught this student by this stage in their studies. Play games for intervals, play games for rhythm, play games about terms and note names and all of the things. If you need games for any area, you know you can find them inside Vibrant Music Teaching. Just go to the printable library and select the concept you want to cover. All right, number five. This is an optional one and it will be more relevant in some parts of the world than others, but exam reports can be a great tool for understanding your student as well. So if you're in a country where students do a lot of exams, see if you can get a copy from the previous teacher or from the parent of the exam comment sheet. So with RIAM or IAM, the Royal Irish Academy of Music, we get the certificate from an exam, but also a comment sheet. So if you're in a part of the world, by the way, where they don't do exams, but your student did festivals or competitions, I believe a lot of those will come with a similar comment sheet. See if you can get your hands on them and see what they say. A lot of examiners or judges or whoever will comment about not just the specifics of that piece, but things that reveal more general trends. Like if an examiner says in several parts of the sheet that something doesn't seem well prepared, that will tend to mean that it didn't look like the student had practiced enough. (laughs) Right? So there are little code words. It's kind of like... um selling a house and if someone says oh it's so cute it's like it's such a cute little cottage they mean small right (laughs) so there can be little codes hidden in there as well as the more outright descriptions of the students playing this is not about by the way tarring a student with a certain brush it's not about saying oh this student is poor at rhythm and that's how you see them from now on or whatever it's about you understanding the student in every way that we can, and then taking them as they come and helping them from there. 
But understanding them a little bit more in advance and where they might be struggling more, not guaranteed, that could be a biased examiner, it could have been an off day, but they might be struggling more in that area and therefore if you know about it, you can make sure to check in so that you boost their chance of success over the long term. Tool number seven is to give them a challenge. Here we're going to be testing not the student's understanding of certain musical concepts or anything else or their levels of practice. This is about their mindset. One gap that many transfer students might have if they had a certain type of teacher or if they just had a certain mentality going into piano lessons, they might have this idea that they need to be perfect, that they should get it right away on the first go, that they're either talented or not talented. In other words, they might have a fixed mindset. And there's no easy test or check-in that's also a natural part of the music lesson that's going to reveal whether your student has a growth mindset or fixed mindset or how gritty and persistent they are with challenges. Except giving them a challenge. That's a great way to do it. Now, I don't suggest you do this at the first lesson. Don't put Rachmaninoff in front of a new beginner at the first lesson and see how they do. It's about several lessons in, giving them something that you think is beyond their level in whatever area, right? It could be a rhythm exercise. It could be a piece. It could be an improvisation challenge. It doesn't have to be reading. But you give them something that you think this is going to push the boundaries of what this student is currently able to do a little bit. And then you see how they go. What do they do? Do they immediately turn to you and say, I can't do it? Do they try different ways to achieve it? Have a look at how they cope with that kind of challenge without pushing them too hard, of course. And then if you notice a lack of grit or maybe that they need some development in this area, I suggest trying some of the Gritty Critters games with them to improve this. This is our series that I created inside Vibrant Music Teaching that is all about grit and growth mindset and mindfulness. So it helps students develop the tools they need that are really nothing to do with music, but they're life skills that students need to succeed in music. So the first one you should start with is called Yeti Yetters. So head over to the library and give that one a go with your student and have some fun with it. And you can go to the rest of the Gritty Critters series from there. Our last tool, tool number seven, is to follow a curriculum. A fully laid out curriculum is a great place to go if you're not sure where the gaps are or there are just so many that you don't know how to address them. If you find along those six tools that you discover that your student is just really weak in one particular area, like oral work, it's pretty easy to work that into the lesson and address it over time. But if it's more general, or if you're just not sure, or if you're a newer teacher and you're not sure you have the wherewithal to understand where those gaps might be, then following a curriculum is a great way to go. You could do this with the Piano Power Booster plans inside Vibrant Music Teaching. So we have Piano Power Booster 1, 2, and 3. These are a great place to start on this kind of project. And you can use them alongside repertoire. That's what they're designed for. They're everything but the pieces. That's what I call these plans, right? So it's everything outside of repertoire. And therefore, you can continue a transfer student with their regular rep without 
disrupting too much what they were previously doing. Let's say you have a student comes to you who loves the pieces they're working on, but they're learning them by rote, clearly, and they can't read. Well, they're already playing such advanced pieces, and it's really hard to backpedal and make them read all their pieces from there, and I don't think you should. So you can keep going with some of the stuff they were doing in the bits that were working for them, and at the same time introduce a curriculum like Piano Power Boosters so that you're addressing their technique, their theory, their rhythm, and their oral work, all through improvisation and games and creativity so that you're having fun together as well. And speaking of fun, I have a bonus tip to finish with, and that is not to forget the fun. With a new transfer student, it can be so easy to get bogged down in the, oh, they don't know this and they don't know that and I have to figure out how to teach them this without upsetting them and the parent wants this but I want that and oh my gosh, what a tangle. Take a breath, come back and actually look at your student and realize that there's a kid or a teen or an adult sitting in the room with you who wants to play some music. So make some music together. Let these gaps get filled in slowly over time. Have a plan, have your eyes open, but don't forget to have fun and make music in the moment. I would love to hear about what transfer student gaps you find cropping up repeatedly in your studio and how you fill them. Go to the show notes for this episode at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash 166 or colorfulkeys.e slash 166 or find me on the Facebook group Vibrant Music Studio Teachers or on Instagram at Colorful Keys. I'd love to chat to you in any of those spots. See you there. If you liked this episode, you would absolutely love Vibrant Music Teaching membership. We have the support and the training you need to take your teaching further. Join us today by going to vmt.ninja and signing up.